Welcome to the In One Podcast, where you'll get an inside look at stories from the Clemson MBA team, as well as entrepreneurs and innovators from Greenville, South Carolina, and beyond. Brought to you by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub at the Clemson University MBA program. Welcome to In One. This is Jamie Patterson coming to you from the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub here at Greenville One. And today I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest, Alrenthia Carter. Alrenthia, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am so thrilled that you're here. So for those of you out there, I am excited to start introducing you to our team, to our MBA team. And Alrenthia has been a member of our team for quite some time now. She's been with Clemson for even longer, which we'll get into that, mm-hmm. um, as one of our academic advisors. So she has a hugely important role within our organization. And honestly, outside of what she does for Clemson, she's just one of the coolest people you'll ever meet in your life because, and this is just off the top of my head, her resume, um, she's involved with, she's the executive producer for Alchemy Comedy. That's right. Improv Troupe. Um, She's a photographer and takes just phenomenal, amazing pictures. She volunteers for many nonprofits and causes and um, has one of the biggest hearts of anybody I've ever met. So that's my introduction of you. But I do want you to to tell us about you. So tell everybody more about you. Okay. Well, I'll actually add one more (laughs) thing (laughs) that I'm really proud of. And that I'm a drummer now, oh, so that's, <laughs> that's the most important thing that people need to remember about me is that I am a drummer. Phil Collins. And uh, Phil Collins, give me a call. Uh, yeah, so I've been at Clemson for 15 years now. Started in grad school, just like everyone here in the program, but just never left. So I have been a professional Clemson person for a long time. So how did you get to MBA? Yeah, so I when I started at Clemson, I started in admissions, and then I wanted to use my higher ed degree and actually work with students that were at Clemson mm-hmm. matriculating at the time, and um, moved over to general engineering and uh, was an advisor to freshman engineers. And the funny thing is, a lot of those engineers are now in our program. <laughs> So they come by and they remember me from when they were 18 years old and trying to figure things out. And now they're 25 years old and trying to figure things out. I don't know. But um, and then from there, I decided to move to Greenville for the art scene. Yeah. And uh, was commuting back and forth. And then this position came open. and I was like, oh, MBA needs me. I'm going. We did. We snatched you right up. We snatched you right up from the main campus. Yeah. So what's a day in the life like for you um, as an academic advisor here? Um, so it's basically a lot of problem solving, mm-hmm. um, a lot of calming fears, uh, a lot of, um, of, what's the word, maternal chats. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. you know, go to class. You know, do your homework. Those are regular things, but it kind of evolves into bigger picture things where, oh, you are having a hard time at work. Mm-hmm. How is this affecting your classes? Um, so we go really kind of deep into everything that affects them as a, as a student, as a person, and as someone who's involved in our MBA uh, community. Yeah. 
So you have, you actually have a master's degree in counseling. I do. I so do. that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mental health is something that is, I know, is super important to you. It's super important to me. And the mental health of our students is mm-hmm. huge. So talk to me a little bit about what that looks like in terms of self-care or how our students can maybe practice mm-hmm. um, self-care in these these current times that we're in that are just so up and down. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are stressed out. There's a lot of anxiety out there. Mm-hmm. So what what advice do you have when those students come to you with some of these real, really deep issues and, and concerns? I would probably say the biggest advice that I give to people on a regular basis is to take it easy on yourself mm-hmm. and to not try to do it all at once. You can't complete the entire program in a semester. Yeah. You know, it's better for you to take 12 hours and actually be balanced and healthy and not stressed to taking 15 hours, which would get you done faster, obviously. But why would you finish faster and not enjoy the the process and not learn anything along Mm -hmm. the way? So not pushing yourself to do more than you can handle, um, making sure that you have activities and fun things that are outside of your classwork mm-hmm. uh, and maintaining that work-life balance. I mean, I work with part-time students that are already figuring out how to balance family and their job, but they have this third thing in there. And so I think once you figure out how to balance it all, it's just going to be more, it's going to be smoother mm-hmm. for you. And part of that is not putting more on your plate than you can handle yeah. or more on your plate that you should be able to handle. No one is Superman, you know? So um, that's the biggest advice I give. But the other thing is to take care of yourself. If you need to drop a class because yeah. things are crazy at work or things are crazy at home. Um, you know, I, since I work with part-time students. I have a lot of people who are having kids mm-hmm. and they may be in the C-suite at work or they may be just married or there's so many things that are going on in your life. And if you need to step back from your classes, we have systems in place to support you to do that. So there's no dishonor in taking a break, and there's no dishonor in taking less hours, uh, at least for a semester or for a year, until you figure things out. Well, and how lucky are they to have you to go to to have these types of conversations with? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure you put them at ease. I try to, yeah, yeah. I try to, I mean, I I try to kind of foster an environment where we're working together Mm -hmm. in your academic progress, and I'm not just someone that's like, this is how you do it. And every person is the same because that's not true. So you want to make your academic uh, experience here with MBA work for your specific life. Student A is going to be completely different from student B, even though they're all taking the same classes. So you have to kind of think about what's best for you. I love that so much about here. And that's something that makes me really proud about the MBA program is that they're not a number. And I say that a lot. And as we continue to grow, you know, that's definitely something that's on all of our minds is making sure that nobody walks out of here feeling like a number, that everybody does have their individual story and their individual path. um, Mm -hmm. And it's important to all of us. So 
Um, so I think that's really special about what you do. Yeah. And one of the things I remember from grad school is everyone thinks that everyone else has things figured out. Oh, yeah. And that's so not true. No one knows what they're doing. They're all figuring things out as they go. <laughs> so don't pressure yourself to think that you have to be the perfect person in the program because if you ask people honestly, they don't know what's going on. You know, I do so. think that's such a light bulb moment for so many people that when they look at you and think you've got it all together yeah. and then you dig a little deeper and you realize nobody has it all figured out. Right. It makes you feel so much better about yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, OK, I'm not the only one that doesn't know what stats are you what's used for, or, you know, what decision modeling is, <sighs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I took that class and I still don't know how to describe it to people, but <laughs> you know, like people just, people, it's okay to not know things. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. It is so true. Don't take it so seriously. Right. Well, so work-life balance, that's a joke for you because yeah. again, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know anybody that is as involved in so many different things as you. Yeah. So how do you do it all? And, and, and fill us in. I mean, I don't even know where to start because I feel like you have like five full-time jobs with all the stuff that you're doing. Um, yeah. I mean, so, my typical day is, um, you know, I come here to my actual job. Uh, and, you know, I come in later and I stay later because I work with our part-time students, but I do that and I'm working with all of, all of you. Uh, and then straight from there, I'm either going to uh, rehearsal or I'm going to teach uh, improv class. Rehearsal or, for what? For improv. Okay. Yes, I should actually say that. I didn't know if it was drums, yes. <laughs> improv. For a while, I was going to drum class and then going to improv rehearsal and then probably performing a show that night. So uh, I tend to, I like a nice full day. If I don't have, I mean, this is how I make it work. I have to have an introvert day at least okay. once a week. Okay. So, and, and I usually call it introvert Sunday, but now I have two rehearsals on Sunday, so that doesn't work. But I take a day or an afternoon where if I don't have anything that afternoon, I just go home and not talk to anybody. I make, you know, I have dinner. I play video games. Uh, I watch The Office for hours. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yeah. And so then I can come back and belong to the world the next day. So, so The Office is your self-care? Yes. The video office, games and The Office. Yeah. The Office and Frasier. If anyone comes to my office and asks me about Frasier, I will talk about Frasier for hours. That's so uh, funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that so yeah. much. So I want to talk a little bit about improv because okay. last semester we actually did something really cool yeah. and had you um, do an improv workshop for our students here, mm -hmm. which I thought was amazing because I think it's really important to put our students in situations where they're uncomfortable so that they can essentially become comfortable. Yeah. And that's what improv really does. Mm -hmm. um, and so tell us a little bit about that workshop and what your, you know, what your takeaways were from that, because I yeah. thought it was all, I had so much fun. Well, improv is, uh, really improv is one of my favorite things in the entire world, but improv um, teaches you to be okay with messing up, mm -hmm. be okay with failure. Uh, it teaches you to think really quickly on your feet because we're 
literally making things up on the spot on stage. Um, and it, it teaches you to not take life so seriously. Mm -hmm. And also teaches you teamwork as yeah. well. You're building something with your scene partner. And so it's been proven that you can apply those principles to the business world, to the professional world. And we all thought it was important for our students to have those, I guess, are they soft skills? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I forgot the buzzword, but soft skills. Um, so we thought, let's have an improv workshop. And, you know, they can relax and be silly for a minute, but also learning these very valuable things. And I think the workshop was right before a big competition it was right before a big networking event mm -hmm. um a big hiring event and yeah. then yeah the pitch competition too so it just kind of fell in that sweet spot yeah yeah and improv teaches you to you know take something that looks really big and not be scared of that yeah. big thing you know you just figure it out as you go and you get to lean on other people while you're doing that even though interviewing and networking is kind of a thing that's all on you mm -hmm. You're figuring out how to answer questions that you probably didn't expect yeah. or how to be bold enough to ask questions that the person you're networking didn't expect that are good questions, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask just everything. But, yeah, so, I, you know, there's so many schools that are paying attention to improv and integrating it mm -hmm. into their curriculum, whether it's a class or doing a workshop like we did. And I yeah. think anyway is great. I think everyone on earth should take at least one improv class, even if they think they can't do it, because it just teaches you so much, and it makes you so ready to kind of face all the things that are happening out there. Yeah. So, And there's a lot going on. Uh, absolutely. So if you could be an adult playing a cat for two hours, you know, we're not going to play a cat for two whole hours, but you know, you're being silly. Why not do that? No, I yeah. thought it was it was fantastic. And what yeah. was even more fun for me was watching the students that were a little hesitant at the beginning mm -hmm. come in and think, oh, Lord, you're really making me do this. Yeah. And, you know, I got the looks like, really, Mom? Like, you're going to make us do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then by the end, they were relaxed, having, a, having fun. And I think... You know, it's like ripping off the Band-Aid where yeah. it's okay. You know, nobody's judging you. But I think, like you said, from a career services perspective for me, it translates so well into interviewing. Mm -hmm. Because you can prep for an interview all you want, right. I believe. But you are. It's improv. Because you don't know how they're going to ask the question. And, heck, you can you can prep all you want. You might black out yeah. <laughs> in an interview. So you've got to be able to pull something out mm -hmm. um, and improvise a little bit. As, as much as your thoughtful answer that you've planned for two weeks is ready to go, right. it, might not, it might not come out. Especially if you are a student that's possibly interviewing for multiple companies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you forget, oh, my God, is it Target today or is it Zenix today? You know, you have to be able to not necessarily remember everything, but remember to regroup really quickly. Absolutely. And improv teaches you how to yeah. do that. Yeah. Because you just never know what's going to happen up there. I mean, when we're on stage anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm so proud to continue to offer that. So every fall, that's going to be a part of our um, MBA Plus curriculum is yeah. doing an improv workshop with you, kind of leading everybody down that path. And I think it's mm -hmm. fun for them because they see you as an academic advisor in your academic right. advisor role. And then when you walk in to do these workshops, it's like, wait a minute, 
Yeah. She, she, wait, what is she, she does this too? And then, of course, I know you always get the answer. Like, oh, you're funny. Tell me a joke. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm not a comedian. Improv is different than like being a stand-up comic right. too. Yeah. Although you could be. Yeah. <laughs> I've done stand-up and I'm like, okay, I could do it every now and then. It's like a, it's like a hobby, I guess, for me. But improv is my first love. The Clemson University MBA program is home to full and part-time corporate and entrepreneurship degree programs, a part-time business analytics program, and the new online MBA. Learn more at www.clemson.edu. That's awesome. So, okay, improv, you do a lot with that. Executive producing, I know you teach some improv courses. Mm-hmm. Um so if somebody's interested in getting involved yeah. or, or taking an improv course, what would they? how would they get involved with that? How would they sign up? So if you're interested in taking improv classes, the best thing is to search for any kind of comedy theater that's in your, in your town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, in Greenville, we're very lucky in that we have five different comedy institutions uh, just in our city mm-hmm. that all focus on different things, but comedy is a big scene here. So if you're in a city, you know, a large to mid-sized city, you're going to have some sort of comedy scene there. Yeah. Um, so just Google and and you find it. I mean, we have people that find us just doing random searches on Eventbrite, you know, and they're just like, oh, we need something to do. Here's an improv class. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, I have had a couple in my last class um, for Improv 101, and they decided that they wanted to have a weekly date night, and their weekly date night was doing improv classes. I love that. How so, fun. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it is, like, people, if you take an improv class, um, people are coming from so many different walks of life and motivations for doing it. Um, we have people who are painfully shy mm-hmm. that really want to learn how to communicate better and it's it kind of makes it more low pressure, yeah. low stakes yeah. for them to do that. Um, we have people who don't know how to um, do public speaking comfortably, and that helps them yeah. as well. We have a lot of engineers that take our classes, uh, a lot of scientists. Um, we have um, uh, a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragons players are taking improv classes now. We've had it, we've had someone from the the D and D community in our improv one hundred and one class for the, probably the last three rounds, and it's mostly because they're creating their. I've learned so much about this. I was going to say, what's the correlation here? <laughs> They've learned they they they're creating their campaigns, and so I guess if they're the game master, dungeon master, someone's going to correct me on this. Um, they are in charge of kind of creating this whole experience. And so improv helps them kind of do that oh, wow. with a fantasy bent. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Who knew? Yeah. Who Who knew? knew? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, so you say that part of the reason you wanted to relocate to Greenville, too, was because of the art scene. And mm-hmm. I know that you're a photographer, too. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your photography, because I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah. So, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very tickled because everyone's going to find out how fun I am. Um, and <laughs> if they haven't found out already. <laughs> um, I promise, guys, I'm fun. So I am a photographer, and I focus on abandoned spaces 
Um, so my my fancy kind of title is the abandoned space of the American South. Um, but really, what that means is I like going into really scary, creepy places and taking pictures for art's sake. Uh, so a lot yeah. of mills, a lot and, of you know old houses. And and from her coworker's perspective, it's always very scary when we know that she's doing one of these <laughs> trips. <laughs> <laughs> and so we know that she's okay because you have done some crazy sneaking around in some abandoned buildings to get pictures. Yes. But they're beautiful. Yeah. There's so many, like, wonderful things that you can find if you just look a little deeper, if you're not scared of kudzu and all the spiders that are in kudzu. I mean, I, I'm scared of spiders, but you have to just kind of go past that. Um, and if you get to, used to the smell of old wood and mold find some real treasures out there so <laughs> and so that's get just, past the surface yeah. right isn't that's a lesson for everything life in life lesson. just get past the surface get stuff. past the surface and you will find <laughs> a vintage machine that is gorgeous but you have to go through some really crazy you know backwards ways to get there Oh my gosh, I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. Life lessons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, just overall in in your in your life and your career so far, what are you most proud of? Um, I would say I'm most proud of the ability to do all of these things. Yeah. To 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 balance it all, just because what I the decision I made for myself, and this is something that everyone can do, is I made the decision to do what makes me happy and do what I do what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I have a job that I enjoy and I get to leave that job that I enjoy and do another one that I love and then um in my spare time do photography which I'm in love with and then fill in those other gaps with drumming and all the other things. And so once you make the decision and give yourself permission to do what actually makes you happy, regardless of if it makes sense to other people or um, to how you were raised or taught or what society thinks. It's so much better, so much more fun. You know, like, I didn't learn how to play a drum cell was 40. You know, some people will never take that, take that on. It's like, oh, well. That's a young person's game. And it probably is, because sometimes drumming is exhausting. But it's, you know, one of those things that's so worth it, because it makes you happy. And that's going to translate to all the other things that you do. And it makes you look so much cooler when you interview, I think. <laughs> you know, you could say, like, yeah. oh, I'm really good at spreadsheets, but I can play the drum fill for it in the air tonight. Hire me. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Done. That's how interviews work, Done. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny, too, because really with interview questions, the the famous, like, to what do you do in your spare time? And most people are like, oh, you know, trying to make stuff up because they're like, I'm just sitting at home watching Netflix. But you're like, yeah. well, actually, here's right. all the things that I do. Here's a whole list. Or, you know, so you, don't, you can get past the, the usual spending time with friends and family and reading a nice book. And while those things are great. Everyone's saying that. That's right. But if you can come in there and say, I run an improv theater, and let's talk about that and how that works into my management experience, it's awesome. I love it. So, I yeah. love it so much. Well, I was going to ask you what your best advice was for young professionals, but I think you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That's great. Do stuff. Yeah. 
Do yeah. stuff. Do the stuff that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And who cares what anybody else? Yeah. And hopefully, getting your degree makes you happy, yeah. and and that's going to translate to everything else. And you know, look for those jobs that are, challenge you, yeah. and look for locations that interest you. Yeah. you know, no one says you have to stay in the same place. You can move and do the same job really anywhere. You know, if you want to go and live Australia for a while, go live in Australia for a little bit. It's still the same. You're going to get the same professional experiences. That's right. So, Everybody's yeah. just trying to figure it all out, right? Let's figure it out. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, to which I could talk to you for the rest of the day, um, I got to ask you some fun questions. Okay. If that's okay. Um, I don't. I actually don't know the answer. I know the answer to most of these. Um, but I don't know this one. I don't think you like either. Are you a dog or a cat person? I'm a cat person. Oh. I had a cat, so that's probably why. But I am warming up to dogs. I see their value. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you see the value in everything. I do. Well, and mostly because I am too busy to have a dog. Yeah. And work. so you have to, like, like a dog is like a child. Yeah. That's probably why I don't have children. Yeah. Um, but a cat. As long as there's food there and water there, they don't care if you're there or not. So that's why I'm a cat person. I got for it. For the most part. <laughs> okay. Favorite coffee spot in Greenville? My favorite coffee spot would be, oh, it'd be easily uh, methodical. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first started, they're just like this. Will had a coffee business that was operating out of like a briefcase. Yeah. And then he like grew this coffee, I don't know, what do you call it? Is it a dynasty if you have three locations? Sure. We'll call it a dynasty. Yeah. We'll yeah. give it to him. But their whole thing is being very nice, yeah. being very welcoming. Even though they're fancy, you can still go in there and ask questions mm-hmm. and not feel like an idiot. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love them. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I remember he was like a win. He had like the coffee window and then yeah, they moved into coffee their physical window. location. So. Mm-hmm. So props to Will. He's Follow your dreams. That's right. Um, <laughs> now this one's going to be really tough for you because something that you all may or may not know about Arinthia is that she is, um, she's gone to a lot of great concerts and she's a huge music fan. So, so what's the best concert you've ever been to? Ooh, that is a hard question. I, I know. Hmm. Because I kind of separate them into Prince and not Prince because I've gone to so many. Uh, and you can do that here too. I have yeah. no rules. <laughs> so my favorite Prince concert oh. was probably well. It sounds weird, but it's, it was his last one. Um, and she means yeah. his. She was at his very last very concert last right before he passed away in Atlanta. It was the piano and a microphone tour, and it was literally just him, a piano and a microphone, no backing band, and he played for two and a half hours. And just talked and just played songs, and it was amazing. Um, there was a point where he was playing something classical, I think like Chopin or something fancy, and he stops, turns around, faces the audience, and plays the whole song one-handed. Amazing. He's brilliant. He was brilliant. Uh, other than that, besides the Prince thing, I think the the best concert I went to, I feel like I've been to like almost four hundred at this point in my lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rough estimate, but the best one was probably Outcast. Okay. Yeah. Also in Atlanta. Also in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, the best concerts. 
Uh, yeah, I saw Outcast. It was their, I guess, I don't know if they call it a farewell tour. I guess they're calling it, it, it was called the At Last Tour. Okay. And they did three nights in Atlanta, because of course that's where they're from. And it was a six hour show. Oh gosh. Because they had four opening acts. And it was fantastic. So, yeah, it was just like everyone was there that was kind of around during like the peak outcast time, mm-hmm. which is why I think people are people who went to college in the 90s and 2000s. That was a really fun time to be in school, I think. Uh, yeah, the uh, the yeah. Equimini era. The Equimini college area. And P.S., you and I are Equimini. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Yeah, she's an Aquarius and a Gemini. Yeah, I love it. there you go. So <laughs> just like Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand, look at us. We did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the best one, and then all of Bonnaroo. I remember when you went to that. Yeah, students, oh, if you can go to Bonnaroo, go to Bonnaroo. As long as it's not during class time. Don't 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 miss <laughs> classes. Just don't take classes that semester, and then go to Bonnaroo. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I knew that one was going to be hard for you. Yeah. Um, so best place that you have traveled? Ooh, Cuba. Cuba. Oh yeah. 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 That was that's that's an easy one. Cuba was like something on my list that I've always wanted to do. Never thought it was possible. Um, and it's Cuba is easier and cheaper than people think. I mm-hmm. mean, now with new regulations, it's mm-hmm. probably not. But at the time, three or four years ago, it was. You know, we flew through Charlotte. Yeah. You know, the whole thing yeah. costs about $1,000 between flight, housing, and food. But it was awesome. Like, you go there, and people are so great, and the art is awesome, and the music is wonderful, and the, the rum is amazing. Mm, I should that's say helpful. the rum. Um, but, yeah, Cuba is just, it's it's gorgeous, and it's just so interesting to see a country that has will have like a beautiful palace next to a house that is completely bombed out. Mm-hmm. But it still all works together. And the cars are really, really old. So anything you see in media, yes, their That's cars are all very, very old. So. <laughs> yeah. so best pizza in Greenville? I would say, and this is where I give a disclaimer, because I work for this company um, but uh, Tadaro Pizza is my favorite. It's a good spot. And uh, I do I do their social media and their marketing, but I only do it because their pizza is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get free pizza if you're doing that. I kind do. Of I get actually get paid in pizza. Oh, I love it. So it's fine. It it works out. But so even funny. if I didn't, it's bar none the best pizza I've ever had. Well, what about best brewery then? Ooh, that's a good one. Because I don't really, I don't go to a lot of breweries, but I would say my favorite one, hmm, probably, no, probably Quest. Okay. I like Quest a lot. Yeah. And they have, like, that nice, like, outdoor area with the stage. I also like Birds Fly South, but I'm also one of those people that doesn't like IPAs Uh or sours. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So it's more of a... Let's find something that is not those when I'm there. But I love the vibe and I love the atmosphere and I love the people that own it. Yeah. I'm just not an IPA girl. Yeah, there's so many great spots with outdoor yeah. um, access to, which is really great. Mm-hmm. So orange or purple, being that you've spent so many years at Clemson, you got to choose one. Purple. 
Okay. And most of Coco's prints. But. Absolutely. <laughs> Purple's my favorite color. My hair is usually purple. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid. You're in all the, in on I'm, the purple. I'm all in for purple, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite book? My favorite book is uh, She's Come Undone by Wally Lamb. And I've read it every single year since my freshman year, year in college. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was one of the first books on Oprah's book club. Yeah. And it's basically about a girl growing up in the 60s and 70s. And it focuses on mental health, yeah. on body image, and um, just growing up during the times as a woman. Yeah. You know, and every time I read it, I get something else from it. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm on my second copy because my first copy basically fell apart. And I have like notes in the margins. That's how much I'm I love I that. Am. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can, if you ever get a chance to read that book, I would definitely highly recommend it. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, your favorite show to binge watch? Oh, uh, Frasier. Yeah. Even more so than, wait, what's the one you want me to the watch office. right now? No. Oh, uh, the Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but it's on my list, I promise. Love is Blind is great, but for me, every single night, without fail, I watch Frasier. I love it. That is my secret. There you go. <laughs> love The Office, love all, love 30 Rock, love all of it, but Frasier is Frasier's like it. my dude. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing yeah. your story with us. And and um, I just love that everybody is getting to know another side of you because, yeah. like I said, our students mostly know you from help. You know, I have this going right. on. I or need... stern emails exactly, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing, sharing what's been going on with you, with our students. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll have you back for sure because we need updates on all the fun things and definitely – um, you know, you'll all see see Alrinthia doing some more improv workshops here with our with our students in the next couple of years as well. Yeah. So, but thanks for joining us in one. Have a magical day, and we'll see you next time. This episode was produced by the Clemson University MBA program and sponsored by the Pfeiffer Innovation Hub. Thanks for listening to the Clemson MBA in One podcast. Hear more stories at www.clemson.edu slash MBA slash podcast.